Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking each other live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald Steel campaign with the adventure, the Herald, say I didn't forget it this time, and the quest, the past. And the last episode, uh, the party, well deep inside the uh, frost giant's lair of uh, Tragaloka, hoping to kill this frost giant queen lady here in order to earn the trust and respect of Lord Amthar of Gallad Bay. Uh, they, well, we found out a lot of things about frost giants, uh, in the last episode. Uh, one, they don't like silver dragons very much. Two, they do very well hucking barrels. And three, uh, you can Macaulay Culkin the shit out of those nerds with a frozen bridge. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the party, uh, in the last episode, we ended with half the party flying in the air over this frozen bridge over the divide between the two halves of the frost giant layer. Um, Klika had freed the silver dragon, which paralyzed one of the frost giants, um, which, by the way, you might want to check on that guy. Um, yeah, I'll, so I guess I'll, we left off on the bridge. I know he's unparalyzed when you tell me to roll 2d8 for a booming blade. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yep, just one for the road. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and roll that right now? I can just take that off the top. <laughs> Uh, seven damage. Okay. Somewhere in the distance, you hear somebody yell, oof. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. So the party are flying over this bridge, and before you is the sort of rocky entrance to another section of the lair here. Um, so what would you guys like to do? Hey, the uh, Silver can... Dragon thanked you for saving it. Can I get a Bruno lift? Is going to carry Jarzak to the far side of the bridge. Jarzak does the usual like thing Klika does with the uppy uppy hands. <laughs> just more hill is disgusting. How it feels now. <laughs> um, um. Well, I'm Klika. Um. I don't know what your name is, but I'm glad you're okay. How How did you end up here? Um. The dragon replies by bobbing its head down low and says. My name is Sericillist. Don't worry, I'll type it in the chat. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was taken from my home by the Frost Giants. Those ones that you saw were a few of the survivors. My mother killed many of their rank, but for some reason, they were willing to do anything to take me back here. I don't particularly know why, but you have saved me, and perhaps I can get home to see my mother. She Do will you... be very pleased to hear of your great deed. Um, Just a couple questions. One, do you know how long you've been here? Um, two, do you know what direction your mom's lair is in? And... Three, do you need any food or water before you go? The dragon immediately sort of nods to you and says, I'm very hungry. They haven't fed me and they did much to beat me and, and harm me on the travel. I think it's been something of a 10 day from when we left the frozen caverns of my mother's lair. Yeah, click I believe I could find the way if I tried. And 
I think if I were to fly and hide, I'd probably be able to get there safely. But click, I am indeed famished. Give the her uh, water skin or canteen, just loop it around the dragon's neck, uh, open it up, pour some for the dragon now, and then give... Uh, is it Saracillus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give Saracillus a couple rations from her pouch. Uh, I know it's not much, but this will probably be enough for a little bit. Um, yeah, just be careful. We're going to try and make sure that the Frost Giants aren't a problem anymore. But after that, we'll be going back to the town of Gallup Bay. And then we're going to go and try and talk to um, deal for a little bit, hopefully. Well, the silver dragon hearing the name on Thrindil sort of tilts its head and says, I have heard of this one. My mother has spoken many tales of it. Would you be such brave heroes as to fight and vanquish such an, an ultimate evil? Well, it turns out there's like another evil on top of him and we need his help to defeat that evil. So we're not going to be doing too much vanquishing, hopefully. The dragon looks enthralled by your story and the prospect of fighting evils and, you know, thinking the DM wrote such a great storyline that this is very heroic and awesome. So the dragon looks very intrigued by you saying an albeit bastardized version of my storyline. What has Klika ever given a good synopsis at any point of what is happening? But with that, the the dragon uh, says... My mother would be so honored to know that I have been part of your heroic deeds. Uh, saving me will definitely please her, and I'm sure she'll find some way to to honor the debt that you've repaid by saving me. I, I think, yes, I will tell her of where you are. Gallad Bay, was it? Um, yeah, you can let her know that uh, my full name is Klika Thorelius, if that might mean something. Sometimes it does. So that she just tilts her head and doesn't seem to understand what you mean by that and looks to the other three and says, and what are their names? Um, well, the one that's a little bit shorter than me is Jarzak. And then the one that's a little bit shorter than him is Anton. And then the shortest one is Norhill. Dragon is very clearly confused by this and tries to like gauge your height and your perspective view by like tilting its head <laughs> near yours and just kind of tilts its head and assumes this is just a goblin thing. But it instead replies to you and says, you speak such fantastic draconic. I'm impressed. I know I haven't spent much time around dragons apart from my mother and my siblings, but I am very impressed. Uh, yeah, Klika's, um, had a lot of practice with it. It kind of came pretty naturally. Can I get a perception check from the party? Yeah. That's a two. Klika's doing some big C. 22? Creep and die. Creep and die. Norhill got a 10. Anton got a 20, but not a okay, crit. Okay, so Jarzak, Jarzak and Anton, wait, you crit? No, I did not crit, but I oh, Okay, I thought you did. Okay. So Jarzak and Anton can hear over the winds and the conversation between Klika and Saracillus. Um, there is a like raucous screeching and guttural kind of like apish sounding noises coming from the doors on the side of the bridge that you guys are on now from the inside and they seem to be like echoing down the corridor before you hear the sound of shattering icicles as if somebody just dropped like an entire like i don't even know like a truck's worth of of like uh wine glasses i suppose just the sound of like 
fine sprinkling, shattering, glassy, icy noises on the other side. And the screeching persists, and it seems like it's getting closer and closer to this doorway. The dragon also hears this and turns to you guys and says, what are we going to do? Oh, I mean, we'll take care of this. You you can go back to your mom and everything. It's We don't, don't want you to get hurt. With that, the dragon tilts its head and says, very well. I'll tell her of your good deed. Hopefully, I will see you all again someday. And with that, the little silver wings sprout up open from its back, and it takes a few walking steps off the bridge before gliding and swooping up and catching on the wind. And with that, let's roll for initiative as the sound of those crazy freaking beasts on the other side of the door seem to be coming a lot closer. (laughs) We're doing good. Guys, you can't look. I got a one. Don't roll lower than me. Norhill got an 18. Clicky got a six. Garzak got a six. I got a negative four. Lies, I got a four. <laughs> okay, I rolled another one on my reroll, Jared, so I think you're going first for sixes. That's just a straight d20 roll, yeah? Yeah. Well, at least I got two nat ones 15. out of the way okay. right at the start. Yeah, true. Get rid of that that bad dice rolls. You know, I don't know that that's how that works, but so I'm the high six. Did. Yeah, <laughs> you earned it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what did Anton get? I mean, Norhill get eighteen. God damn! You know, this yeah. is what happens. Yeah. We just lower the bar so that Norhill can be the high roll, and it just lowers everybody into the concrete. <laughs> it's just one of those wonky combats where Norhill goes first. It's not a good sign. Um, but Rarely okay, so is. You can hear in the distance uh, on the other side of the door, some large bodies appear to be charging in your direction. It sounds like they set off some sort of thrashing icicle thing, but they seem to be still hammering in your direction. So what would you like to do? Uh, Norhill's going to go move in front of the door. Okay. He's gonna, and then he's going to boot the door open. Okay. So as you use your big daddy boot and kick the door open, um, inside you see a gaping hallway that arcs back uh, quite a ways. Um, and what you see coming like full-on juggernaut sprinting down the hall are a couple of trolls. But these trolls aren't normal-looking trolls. These trolls oh. look to be like shaggy white furred frost trolls these things look to have like white smoke billowing off their backs almost like a what do you call that stuff dry ice there like they are just like teeming with cold air but just like pouring off their backs but they seem to be just full-on sprinting in your direction it seems like you guys made enough noise at the bridge and everything that they just come yeah reckless abandon lower hill is going to step in a little bit. Uh, just lets out one to... deep breath. Just, oh, shit. Yeah, Nor- Norhill is going to brace himself uh, for their impact by taking the dodge action. Excellent. Because we're going to die. Okay. Uh, now the trolls uh, get to move, and let's see how much space, <laughs> how much speed we got on this. Um, actually, I think you might be lucky on this one. Nope, actually not as lucky as I thought. So they come running in here, climbing up onto the uh, onto the uh, pillars. Oh no, I actually don't have the uh, the reach to hit you at this point. Whoops. Okay. Um, at the start of my turn, all da, 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 da. damn it. Okay, never mind. It'll happen next turn. But yeah, they come running and shuffling up, and they close the distance at the last part of their turn. Okay, so now it can go to. Jarzak. So these things tower over Norhill, full on like dire gorilla looking beasties. Guys, why don't we just fly back across the bridge? What are they gonna do? Uh, Norhill. 
Bill will wait for that no Jarzak. Yeah. Uh, well, just the other side of the bridge the is the other giant. As, oh, as he comes walking through the doorway. Jarzak's gonna... Hmm. He found a lot of barrels, by the way. Yeah, no, Jarzak's gonna hide back around the corner so that they can't get him. Okay, so he hides hanging off start, the side over start there. Start making like a mountain of snow in front of me so they can't see me. Hell is this for Jarzak? What character arc is this that I'm witnessing? They, they all have the fly and half era? of them are half of them are flying across like a hundred fifty foot drop. Oh, go ahead, take a risk. Okay, all right. yeah, run past them. They get an attacks of opportunity, Dan. Let's go. Let's take the risk. Go ahead, Kleka, you're up. <laughs> okay, I guess Kleka will move into I guess here. Get flanking with Norhill. All right, so you fly in over the trolls' heads. Yeah. Um, judging by how tall the doorway is, you actually do have the ability to do that. Cool. Great. And I uh, do it. Now I'm here. Uh, and then I will make some attacks. And by Excellent. some, I mean one. That's, that's some amount. Uh, I'm going to attack the troll that looks the least like Shrek. Uh, well, those would be ogres, but... Um, I know, so which one of these trolls looks least like an ogre? I mean, granted, Shrek um, does look more like a troll than an ogre. Okay, I'll say the one uh, farther north from you guys is the sh- the less, uh, the less Shrek-y one. The least Shrek-y, Wait, so The yeah. one that looks... More like Shrek or less L- like Shrek? Less. The least Shrek-looking okay. troll. Okay. Don't, okay. don't know how this is so hard to understand. He takes you know, 20... I've got to look up these important details of, of how Shrek-y things look. All right. Uh, uh, right there in the stop block. Uh, uh, so right underneath their senses. 26 to I'm hit. Gonna, I will pummel you. Um. So, the... Okay, so that's good. That's a hit. And 28 damage with a booming blade on it. Jesus. Okay. So now Anton, uh, sorry, if that's the end of your turn, click. It is. Okay. Anton, you're up. So Anton's still flying by the edge of the building Uh, outside the door. I don't know if the other giant's awake. I'm like worried about us being over here and the other one's going to try to Chuck stuff ass from the other door. Uh, don't worry, that's coming. Yeah, probably like get inside then. I don't want to get inside with those two. <laughs> all right, well, then perhaps uh, something should be done about them so that we can all come inside. I mean, you could like fly up to where they can't reach you <laughs> as well. I'm, co- I'm concerned about the other one. Yeah, but if you like, Dan said you, there's enough room above them that you can fly in and over them without getting attacked by them. So you could get oh, inside. What about and... the, the giant in the yeah, other the... building? Yeah, but like once you're inside, he can't. The giant on the other side of the bridge won't be able to see you. And he can't mm-hmm. cross the bridge because it's all fucked up. Yeah, because they're giant uh, doors. They're like 20 to 25 feet tall. So your height over the trolls is enough that they can't actually reach you. Like you're outside of the reach. Yeah. So easiest thing I could do is I could go flying, go above them, like kind of near. I'm assuming the ceiling, and yep. at the one that's more to the south, I could just try whacking them with a sacred flame or Shreky of the two of them. The Shrek. Yes, I would be be Dex of sixteen. Oh, Christ. Okay, so. Uh, I got a four. Jeez. I would imagine trolls would have better dexterity. Well, well he's only getting six damage, so... <laughs> Very well. I mean, yeah, I they're big boys. Radiant they damage. Target. Yeah. Okay. So, now... Uh, are you, are you gonna keep moving in so you're not, like, 
directly yeah. across. Okay. Um, I'll go here. There we go. All right. Now it's just Norhill who get pegged in the back with by a fucking Coca-Cola. By a Diet Coke going 750 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Punches straight through him. That's okay. This dungeon is going to be the death of Norhill. <laughs> Everything goes high to hit bonuses and does piles of damage. So, You know. Well, anyway, it's your turn, so. All right. Uh, which one looks uh, the, the more wounded? The less shrucky one, right? Oh, wait a minute. Because you started your turn around it, the radical cold that it exudes is enough to deal you eight points of cold damage just for standing next to it. I thought right, it was the, mic, the mic didn't pick up the number. How much cold damage? Eight. Okay, yeah. It, it, n- none of that did, did made it through to my end. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, is my mic fucky right now? No, that it's just okay. for some reason it didn't like the number eight, and I could not hear how much damage I took. It that okay. does happen sometimes with Dan and like saying specific numbers, both to and from him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, so... I think the more unfortunate part is the fact that you actually take the cold damage from both of them. So on top of that initial uh, eight points of damage, you're actually going to take an additional nine. So. Fuck. Okay. Damn, that's uh, radical. Norhill is bloodied at this point. <laughs> oh. Let's see what I can do. Uh, but let's see. So he Norhill can't move. Uh be, because he'll take a tax of opportunity. Uh so Norhill is flanking uh against the more northern one, the Kliga, correct? Yeah, I think okay. both we have blank on. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And then Norhill the way that this room is going to make his first attack against the more northern one, the less Shreky of the two. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Shrekless, uh, and that's going to be a twenty-eight to hit. That's good. Uh, so let's see. That is going to be. Uh, 14 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Excellent. And the second attack is going to be a 27 to hit. That's good. Uh, For another 20 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Damn. So this one has gotten cracked a few times by you, and it's already very well bloodied. Um... Is that the end of your turn? Uh, that is going to be the end of my turn, yes. Okay. So what you guys see from hanging around these trolls is that after um, it comes back around to their turn, a lot of the wounds that they have sustained already begin to seal up again. And the southern, less shrecky of the two of them, has the burns from the sacred flame completely heal up. And one of the attacks from Norhill seems to close itself up again. Um, it's not a tremendous amount of healing, but seeing the wounds closing up this quickly does send you guys into a bit of an alarm. Um, the trolls, uh, do their very best to attack each of you guys in the room. And because this chamber has the fallen pillars, they are able to climb up and reach for you guys. Um, they weren't able to get you when you came cruising in here. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be just a frenzy of swinging hands and mouths as they swing claws and chomp. So because they will be able to reach both Klika and Anton with their claws, but not with their teeth, I'm going to break up the bites that they go to in, uh, to Norhill, um, and I'll do that real quick. So the two of them start gnashing their jaws in on Norhill. Uh, one of them gets a 21 and the other one misses. So as it chomps into your arm past your shield, you take four, eight points of piercing damage as the teeth sink into you, and you take an additional eight points of cold damage as its cold slobber seems to slide all over your limb. Now, the two claws of the more southern and less shrecky, I mean, more shrecky of the two uh, trolls swings in on Anton. Your armor class is... 
Iowa class 16. Okay. So one of the two claw swings hits, and you oh. take uh, 11 points of slashing damage and nine points of cold damage. Oh, um, I'm now, down. Oh. Oh, no. Didn't you so take hit. a short rest? I thought you had Yeah, and I got knocked. I got knocked. By yeah, that's, see, this that's is true. We, we just took like 30 points of damage like twice in a row over the course of two rounds just a little while yeah. ago. That... I didn't realize Anton got hit twice. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to do my first of the saves. Not yet. No, no, you you automatically stabilize. Oh, right, because I'm a freaking because the... of the parry up, right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! Look at that. You know that doesn't happen often enough outside of boss fights, but when it does, so Anton's good. just floating unconscious in the sky. Am I still floating? I no, hope I don't think so. Why well, would it's my it's my spell, not <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's kind of scary looking. <laughs> Did yeah, they have to move away that? from Norhill to get up on the pillar to hit? Um, I was going to say, I don't think they have to move too far from it, especially because they're just like leaping and swinging at them. Anton wasn't too far up. But I'll tell you what, I'll be fair and I'll say that it moved out of Anton, uh, out of Norhill's uh, immediate vicinity to come for him. I would absolutely like to take my attack opportunity. Uh, it's going to be a 25. Good. Uh, 16 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. And then the other one also climbs up on one of the fallen pillars in this room. This room absolutely covered in rubble and wreckage, but it looks like there was a sentry post set up. Um, the other one climbs up on top of the pillar as well, so it can reach Kliga um, and swings in with two claws. What's your armor class? 21. It takes a whole four points of uh, thunder damage. Well, I got a crit. The other one missed, but I got a crit. This is not good. Can you roll me a constitution saving throw? Yeah. 29. Good, 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 good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, You take 14, 20 points of damage from the claw swinging in on you. And the cold damage from the swing is five points. Okay. Anybody got any oh shit items they want to use? <laughs> Before we go to DEFCON 5 here. Um, I think those magic... Uh, oh, wait. I think I have something funny in my bag if anyone wants to steal it. Yeah, you have magic beans, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what else do um, I have? I have the horn. So, this is all things you have to use, Anton. We don't yeah, have the, them. The, the things that you can do. <laughs> it's a uh, Jarzak's turn now. Jarzak, hey, just keep uh, building up that snow wall, buddy. Yep, nope. We'll never see you. I do have a keen sense of smell, though, so you are about one turn away from being absolutely fucked out there in your igloo. So, <laughs> uh, are they are they standing up on the pillar right now? Yes, they are. How high is Klika? In the air, I'm she's pretty close to the ceiling. So, click Klika. You're... I mean, I I had to go down to hit them. So, whatever height. Is the height I can go down and hit them in the face? That's the height Click is at. Oh yeah, because you you were right at their level. Yeah, I, I didn't fly back up after. So, okay, so how high would Click be to hit them? Ten feet. Uh, ten feet. Ten feet. She's above one of them that right now though, right? Because yeah, they're on the pillow. So. Okay. Very scared by all these proximal questions here. I don't know what's about to happen. Are you turning her into an anvil? What's happening? <laughs> Are you about to like down B me as Kirby right now? Because that yeah. doesn't work. No, it does. uh, Jarzak is going to be like, hey, Klika, a good 
good luck and he's gonna break his concentration on fly and cast darkness over them while they're standing up on that pillar. You know, well, that was the big dark inky blob over the whole group of you guys, right? Yep. Yep. Or did you just shape it so it's only that back part? Uh Huh? Did you shape it so it's just that back part where they are, or did you get Norhill and everybody in there? Uh, the the back part, and then um, so like just in front of Norhill is where it'll stop, and then uh, low enough that Klika could see, but Klika's like falling into it almost immediately. <laughs> Perfect. We love to um, see it. And the uh, Jarzak's gonna walk into the darkness <laughs> and cast his Hexblade curse on the one in front of him. Okay. The more wounded, less Shrek-y one or the less wounded, more Shrek-y one? I don't like these units of measure, by the way. But, <laughs> I, I don't know which one's which. The northern one is less Shrek-y, clearly. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the, the more... The the cell, uh, okay. I'm gonna do to the salt one, the more Shreky one. That's the one that has more health. less wounded. Yep. Yeah, so okay. okay, I'm just listen. Kalika wanted to know which one looked more like Shrek. Okay, that's not my fucking problem. That's how we're discerning them. Okay, we I want to know which one, one looked least like Shrek. To be fair, yeah, it's the same two sides <laughs> of the same goddamn coin, Kalika. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So what are you doing to the less wounded of the shrek looking trolls? I cast my Hexblade's curse on it. Okay. Very well. Um, so now it goes to Klika, blinded in the dark. Yeah, that's fine. Go make an attack on the one that uh, she pretty much lands on top of. Do you have some ability to know where they are? Uh, no, but I'm uh, going to land on them, so that'll give me at least some idea. <laughs> true, true. Like I'm fit. That's a disadvantage. Oh yeah, no, I know. But then I have advantage from Shadow Blade, so it's just regular. Good. Uh, and then I get a fucking three on the die, so twelve. No. <laughs> cool. And then I'm just gonna disengage out of the darkness and around the corner because fuck that. Okay. Okay, very well. Um, so now <laughs> it goes to Anton, who's stabilized and laying there in the darkness, unaware of the <laughs> imminent danger all around him. Uh, just floating. The top of the just floating up there. <laughs> Not floating anymore. No, Anton would have Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Anton falls and takes <laughs> one death, two death saves. <laughs> oh. Wait, for yeah, real? No. Yeah, I mean, you're, no. sta- yeah, you're no, stable, so, so it doesn't matter, but... You do take two death saves. If one of them finds you in the dark, you're fucked. Oh, no. Anton starts his turn next to one of them. That's also automatically going to be two failed death saves. Wait. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Wait. What does this mean? <laughs> uh, that means Jarzak has killed us all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, no, 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 because he stabilized, though. I guess he would just keep taking damage until he got to the... How does that even fucking work? Essentially just keeps restabilizing himself. Does, does it have infinite charges on it? Yeah, I mean, it does. So, I mean, unless one of them actually hits him, I would say that that's probably what would happen. It'd just be this very ugly feedback loop of him yeah. being, like, stable, then freezing up, but the periapt keeping his dead body preserved. Enough, I guess. Yeah, they'd have to like attack him twice in one turn to force the death or something. Yeah, that's essentially. Yeah. But luckily yeah, they don't there's see no him. like time limit on this thing. Okay, well, aren't you lucky you're wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, fuck six ways to Sunday on that one, and I'll see you at church on Sunday. Um, but yeah, so Norhill, you're up. All right. Uh... Can Norhill try to make some kind of check to figure out where in the darkness Anton ended up? 
I'll say because he was floating when the darkness formed, you saw where he fell. You also heard where he landed because he's in fucking heavy armor. (laughs) Good old tin can clang. Yeah, it's it's like if you drop a uh, soda can on the ground, it breaks open. So yeah, you have a pretty good idea of where he is. I'll say he fell on the other side of the pillar. It's going to take Anton about 20 feet of uh, Anton. It's going to take Norhill about 20 feet of movement to reach Anton. And then he's going to try to start dragging Anton out of the darkness. Okay. So, uh, normally I'd give an attack of opportunity. Um, but yeah, I figure, that, yeah, I mean, it'll be a. Yeah, fairly that would provoke two attack of opportunities from both creatures because Norhill is moving through their threatened range. Fair enough. I got a fumble on one of them. And then I got a four on the other. I'm gonna I'm gonna be cheeky. I'm gonna say there's a 33% chance. I wonder two on a D6, and I'll say that he swacks the other guy right next to him. All right, I got four, so he doesn't, but almost. Uh, how much movement does Norhill get uh double moving while dragging Anton? Um it depends. I'll give you a strength check or an athletics check, and we'll be able to see. I'll say you'll get your full movement if you pass a certain value. Athletics. Uh, 25 athletics? Yeah. No, you full speed pull him out of there. You've been trained to do this. Uh, so Norhill is able to get right there. Okay. Um, and now uh, goes to lay trolls so the trolls are in the darkness and have no idea uh where anybody is going or what's happening here but knowing that uh there were people in this they're just going to start swinging haphazardly um and that's going to translate to two attacks at disadvantage uh on jarzak for the first one with claws and that's a miss what's your armor class 19 is what 19 damn Okay, and the second claws miss as well. It tries to chomp in the darkness. You hear its teeth clap shut with a 17. It misses. Two claws from the other one swing in. I got a 15. Swings in. And I got another 15. Almost got a crit. That's another miss. And it tries to bite you as well. So Jarzak standing in the darkness, being able to see perfectly with his super spooky freaking Valaketh eyeballs can see them just like Tasmanian devils swinging all over the place in the darkness and chomping at him all within like six inches at a time but Jarzak just keeps his cool and ducks very easily beneath every single swing uh, and every single bite from the uh, frost trolls damn well it's your turn now Jarzak okay I'm gonna attack the good one that I used my hexblade curse on Okay. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Don't you think you got out of that one easy? Hold on. Frost damage. Frost damage. Are you close enough? Hold on. To one of them. Probably. Unless they're like up high on the pillar, but... Yeah, you take 11 points of damage from the one of them. The other one, I'll say, because he's too high up. Um, Well, never mind. I'll say he scoots forward, but I still won't do the damage to you. Uh, 11 points of damage. Um, And then... They regain health, which I guess you can see it because you're in the uh, darkness and you can see it. Okay. 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 So what's the deal with the Hexblade curse guy? I'm going to attack him. That's it. You're using Domero's luck? Nope. I'm going to use the Giant Slayer Axe. Okay. Which, they're technically giants, yeah? 100%. Yeah, cool. Uh, 17 to hit. That's good. Uh, 30 damage, and they need to make the strength save. Yeah, he got um, only uh, 13 on the roll, so he failed, right? Yeah, so he falls prone. Yes, he does. You also had advantage on that. You know that, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I rolled advantage on the attack. Oh, yeah, with a crunching thud, he falls to the ground as you sweep his leg in the dark. Okay, was that it for your turn? 
And uh no, I'll attack again. Wonder. Nice. Fuck. <laughs> um yeah, that's a miss. Um so Did you fumble? Uh, I got on advantage a one and a two, so I take the two. To, yeah. Yeah, that'll show him. All right. So he whiff as the guy falls in a direction you weren't anticipating. Okay. And if that's the end of your turn, you can go to Klika. Uh, nope, it is not the end of my turn. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to use Maddening Hex on him, which deals five psychic damage. Okay. Uh, and also five to the other one too, because he's within five feet of him. Perfect. So how does that how does that work? As a bonus action, you can deal five physical damage to the target cursed by your hex spell, which hex blade curses a hex. Um, okay. that you can see if it's within thirty feet, and also to creatures of your choice within five feet of the cursed target. It's just a bonus action. Okay. Radical, dude. So, and then... So, now it's going to go to Kalika. Okay, Kalika's going to stand at the absolute edge of the darkness and prepare an attack against anything that steps out of the darkness that isn't Jarzak. Okay. Alrighty, so as you prepare for anybody to pop out, um, now we can go to Anton, who's taking a luxurious nap in Norhill's wonderful arms. Uh, but now it goes to Norhill at the top of the round. Uh, Norhill is going to go uh, stand atop uh, Anton's body to defend him and attack anything that emerges from the darkness that is in Jarzak. Very well. Okay. So now uh, it goes to the trolls' turn, and the trolls, who are still standing in the darkness and have swung uh, mercilessly in on Jarzak. Um, at this point, I think they just assume nobody's there, or at least the one that didn't get hit assumes nobody's there and rushes out. Uh, I'm going to give it a D8 uh, to run in a random direction. Um, I hope it runs off the bridge. Just trips over his friend. <laughs> Well, I got an eight, and I'm going to start at uh, one o'clock and kind of go around the uh, clock there. So eight would bring it all the way, right? Yeah, because the cardinal, right? Because there's eight. What did you roll? Is there eight? How did that work? Are there seven? Wait a minute. Hold on. How many cardinal directions? Yeah, there's eight. Okay. So it just runs uh, over the pillar and rushes to the other edge of the room outside of the darkness, um, ending its turn there. Well, no, it'll double move. It'll rush over to Klika's side. Okay, uh, Klika, great. since you prepared an attack, you'll be able to land an attack on it. Twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three to hit is good. Twenty-nine damage. Damn. Okay. Damn, that's good. This thing is looking very wounded. Um oh, it's the it's the yeah. least Shrek like one too. My old friend. <laughs> <laughs> um and um okay it does get a bit of health back before that womp so that's good uh the other one however is going to keep swinging in on jarzak uh it stands up from being prone and it just unleashes the uh the old three-piece combo in the dark at disadvantage uh misses with the bite with a 15 misses with a claw with a 12 and the other claw misses with a 10 yeah this disadvantage has does he even know i'm still here was it was it classic or extra crispy for the three-piece I think it was extra crispy. It was the Colonel Damn. special. Um, <laughs> we didn't just do an episode. I'll just play as the Colonel next time. <laughs> um, I think people God. like that. Um, <laughs> um, we have to pillage his lair for his 11 secret herbs and spices. That's the whole campaign. You don't find it in one place. Why would he keep them in one fucking location? Come on now. He's the Colonel. Not that damn insurance general. Um, <laughs> so, 
Okay, um, so with that in mind, the trolls, that's the end of the trolliolliolliol turn, and it goes to Jarzak. Okay, I'm going to keep attacking the one in front of me. Roger. Hopefully I roll more than a two this time. Uh, crit. Really? Oh, yeah, I crit on a 19 versus my hex target, so. Don't you wish you were using Domro's luck? No, because I'm going to probably do a lot more with the Giant Slayer Axe, hopefully. Well, let's see what we got. The whole, that's big on six. That's extra. Uh, 56 damage. 56 damage? My d6 rolls, the 2d6, is 46, and I rolled two under max. <laughs> well, he's dead. So, what'd you do? Behead him? Pro probably Jarzak special. The old Jarzak special. No, I said a annoying, <laughs> quippy little line and then dropped his head off. Yeah, okay. Okay, so yeah, that, that troll is absolutely squashed in the darkness. Okay. Um, I could do something else too. Um, yeah, I'm gonna heal off that. Ew, how do you do that? <laughs> it's something I haven't been able to do much because it's only when you hexblade curse and you can only do that like once per short rest. So, um, so that troll. I regain 14 HP when it dies, when the target dies. Okay. Yeah. okay, and um, then Jarzak's gonna sorry, I'm just looking at something real quick. Uh... Is it the Nigerian prince who says that you've won a lot of money? Are you checking your email right now, Jarzak? No, I was I was just seeing if I can transfer the curse, but I don't think so i mean the nigerian prince's email is something akin to a curse you still haven't really told me that you're not looking at that email i, I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations so well neither can he that's why he <laughs> needs your bank account information he's in a lot of hot shit right now okay he needs help uh, yeah it looks like i can't transfer okay that's just regular hacks i guess Okay. Oh, um, okay. I'm uh move out of the darkness. What you say? Moving the darkness? No, no, I moved. Uh, could I still technically be in the darkness when I go up to the other guy? Because it's how big is well, the radius of the darkness? Thirty feet. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so from the darkness, my weapon just slashes out at this guy. If you if you crit and kill this guy, I will never forgive you. Uh, so you're saying I should use Domro's luck now? Yeah, you're right. Do it. Do yeah. it. Jarzak will swap weapons to Domro's luck. Yeah, There's so no close. victory. So 27 like to hit. That's a hit, but it's not a crit, so... 11 damage. Well, it's not enough to kill him, but it's definitely enough to alert him that somebody was, in fact, in the darkness with him all along. <laughs> and it's not his buddy. Not his buddy. Jarzak's going to move away. Oh my fuck. How many things can you do in one round? All of a sudden, a lot. you're in me. Yeah. Well... <laughs> In the darkness, I can do a little bit more than normal. Still not as much as Klika, though. Man, who would have thought you'd be sandbagged and held down by Father Anton? Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> Klika, you're up. Woohoo! This is going to... Well, Jarzak moved out of flanking, so... Well, you also take cold damage. Ha ha ha. Eight points. Freak, yeah. Too much to remember. Too much to remember. Oop. This thing looks incredibly wounded, by the way. Good. 
Um, Was that good that it's wounded or good because you got a bad roll? Good because it's wounded. 32 damage, 25 to hit. So, sorry, I sort of caused, I affected then caused, but. I'm very confused, but uh, it's dead. So I think yeah. we all, we can all shake hands on that victory right there. Okay. So as the last of the trolls dies from a shadowy blade to the throat, uh, the darkness is alleviated and you can see Jarzak standing there. Amongst the room of rubble, there is a ton of, uh, ice troll blood all over the place. It is a bloodbath. But as you look back down the hallway uh, that they came from, you can see the hallway arcs back um, about from where you're standing about another 80 or so feet. Uh, at the midpoint of the hallway are a couple of alcoves similar to the ones in the entryway to the whole place, but all the shards and icicles on the floor and a tripped drawstring wire across the floor goes to show that there was some sort of a security system that was here at one point. And it apparently the icy trolls who are very excited by the prospect of combat and potentially a hot meal didn't seem to think to lift their legs up off the ground a little bit more, set off the trap, and uh, yeah. But you can tell that the uh, back hallway seems to arc to your right and continue off into the darkness uh, down the uh, another series of hallway there. But uh, the question of what to do with Anton and his unconscious yet very stabilized body uh, remains mm. we need to pull a tactical retreat we're not going to survive another fight like that um okay should we fly out of here well we can't do that I can just put you to sleep for a little bit. Oh, true. I think I should just put everybody to sleep. Yeah, I mean, Cleek <laughs> I mean, can. Kills us all. Anson has a potion of healing if needs to really just get him up. Real quick. Yeah, Norhill will go through uh, Anton's bags and force feed in that potion of healing. I mean... I can just give everyone a short rest in 10 minutes. So, and Klika will stand watch and wake anybody up if things go absolutely south. So, if if we just sort of tuck ourselves into the corner here, we don't have to waste any items as long as we can get 10 minutes. And if you benefit from snow, a short rest while you're unconscious? No, I think you just wake up. Oh. You come back with one hit point after D four of hours, right? Something weird like that. Yeah. Uh, with, so I'm wondering, you know, if that that would still happen if Click is using catnap, or if that's just leaving Anton in the dust. We might need to use the potion anyway. Could use the potion to get Anton up, and then catnap to so that he, Anton can actually heal with the uh, the short rest heal. Yeah. Dice. Hit dice. I'm pretty sure. Anton also had that prayer of healing, right? I don't know if that's beneficial to use. Or did you I don't use think that? I have prayer of healing prepared. Oh. You did earlier today. I, I had I prayer of healing earlier today? Yeah, when we took the other short rest. Not yeah. like today as in this game yeah, not, session. Yeah, not today as in this session. Today um, in this game. I might have I used all my spell slots though. That checks out. Yeah, I used all my I I used all my spell slots. I'm basically nearly out. I only have like one spell slot left for like fifth level, and that's for emergencies. uh, uh, What is a potion of healing cure? We we could save the potion. So Jarzak will be. We can save the potion, and I I'll take the little cat nap, and Norhill, you'll just have to carry Anton, and we'll fly out of here. I do actually like that idea a little bit better. We need to fully regroup here. Yeah, this this is not going swimmingly. And I, I can't swim, so that's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So what's okay. the party's plan? Then? I guess we're going to catnap Jarzak. So I can that... catnap in, or Norhill, too, so you can get a short rest. Because I can do up to three creatures, so... 
and then I'll just stand watch, and if anything goes wrong, I'll cancel the spell. <laughs> okay. But at so. that point, we're all in pretty bad shape, no matter what. So with that, Klinka manages to catnap the uh, party. Um, okay. And then you get back your short rest, you get back your fly spell, Jarzai casts fly. So now my question is, what What's your plan now? Where is regrouping taking place? Are you going back to the campsite you were at before? No, somewhere else. Some other random semi-safe location. Do we do we want to um completely destroy the bridge before we leave? It's such a middle finger when you think about it. Yeah, okay. good call, Klinka. Jarzak's going to start hacking at it while he's just flowing. Okay, one swing with the diamond edge sword is able to slice through it. No, I'm just kidding. So after a few hacks and slices, yeah, you're able to take out the, uh, ring, the rope uh, of the bridge, and it goes limp and goes flying down with immense speed, crashing against the rocks um, down below. And, um, yeah. Another giant was just unconscious, but as he wakes up, the bridge falls on his head. <laughs> I'm alive! Honk! Um, so, <laughs> the party fly out of there. So, where would you like to camp? I mean, I guess fly back down the mountain <laughs> as far as we can. Can we follow the Verbeeg's tracks that we let go? Where did he go? Can we see those? You'd have to have you'd have to have somebody who is very good at tracking because the earth is not exactly good for uh yeah, footprints in right now. Fuck yeah. I'm proficient in survival. Any skill in tracking is Anton. No, I'm proficient in survival and I got an eight. Oh uh yeah, you have no <laughs> fucking clue. Well yeah. <laughs> you goddamn right I do, and I earned that. I earned that by taking proficiency in that skill. You can't nice. ever take that away from me. I'll try not to. Um, so, so yeah, Norhill just uses his you know normal standards for finding a good place to camp, but you know he's going to be a lot less choosy in this situation. Mostly because so, you're lugging Nor or Anton everywhere. Yeah. How uh, how far away are you trying to travel? Uh, I mean, essentially, Zach will fly up and get a good view and see if there's anywhere that has no or less snow, I guess. Or some sort of I mean, cave or something to protect us from the cold. It's, worth, it's just because you guys are in like a mountainous section here that snow's pretty well retained. But even then, it's one of those weird things where it's like snowy but warm out. You know what I'm talking about? When you climb a mountain, yeah. there's like warm uh, snow. Uh, yeah. uh, don't yeah. forget, we're in Alaska in the summertime. Yeah. So it's like once you just lower an elevation, it's not much snow anywhere. Okay, and yeah, so then we'll like... just head down. Okay. The fastest route. After, I'd say after a few hours. Of I was going to say no more than like an hour and a half. Because okay. we have fly for a full hour. I don't know how fast Norhill can move at that. I just don't want to be. Feet. Yeah. But while you're carrying uh, Anton. I mean, we all can help with that too we can all grab on and that way it's not click just a, click a helps yeah. arms wide open <laughs> click a, no, you're, you're just we're, sitting we're all on weekend him. at burning <laughs> fucking anton on the way down the mountain we're like, <laughs> click is directly behind him controlling his mouth with their little goblin hands you guys oh are God. holding him up from either side we're just waving at random deer and shit. <laughs> Wave, oh waving at the El Qatar. Get drunk, drive around, wave at people. Very good. So, okay. So after the after about an hour's worth of travel with flight and carrying your uh, load of Anton, um, you do find a nice little section of rocky outcropping that's sort of a, a uh, like a cave mouth sort of shape here. Though it doesn't obscure view up and towards that mountain enough that you guys would able, uh, be able to see anybody coming in your general direction. I don't think they're gonna. 
I think they might. <laughs> what are the confident. fucking chances they find? We didn't leave tracks. We were flying. Like, what are they gonna do? Sniff us out? Clinka keeps everyone pretty, pretty minty fresh <laughs> with her abilities. I smell eucalyptus. An hour of flying 120 <laughs> feet every six seconds is that's a pretty good distance. So, uh, as the party set up their camp with the tents and everything, Anton comes back after the flight, uh, coming back to reality with one whole hit point about an hour after they land and set up their camp. Yeah. Just wakes up, up outside says, in a forest like what the fuck happened he just <laughs> well you slipped he... inside and slipped on an ice cube <laughs> yeah he just looks at the group and he says we didn't did make we it win? far did we uh... was there a fight is that why I passed out well if you think about it, how much more could there be left to their forces? Now we can parlay. They have we can sue for peace. And if you think about it, well, don't don't forget that the real issue here is the entire sleeper cell community of ogres inside the city that upon word that there's been a huge strike of a human a dwarf, an orc, and a goblin who joined together and just showed up there and started beating the fuck out of everything that breeds in that place, there's a pretty good chance they'd be like, Code Red, Code Red, and the ogres might just do their shit on the city and absolutely, like, just wreak havoc. I doubt so it. That means we need to hurry. The question is, if you left anybody alive, who could potentially go run for help? And I can think of one semi-paralyzed frost giant, and I can think of one particularly cowardly Verbeeg. Are they cruel enough to do that to you? That's a good question. Yeah, we'll find out. That's a... I guess it depends on how badly the DM wants to punish the party for our asses getting kicked. Well, Anthony just... Hey, well, don't say it like that, Anthony, okay? Listen, all right, you guys went through a hard combat, series of combats. Don't make it sound like I'm picking on you. You guys marched into the lair of a group of giants. You threw one off a bridge. Like, that's just <laughs> cruel and unusual. Like, again, they were throwing things no, at you. He threw himself off the bridge. Anyway, so... <laughs> we're going to need to find some... some way to get this resolved. And a straight fight, depending on how much more they have left. I don't think I can make it through. Mm. I mean, Cleek has been open to the whole parlay plan since Anton brought it up. So, didn't you guys try that though? No. You you it ran didn't... down to me because it didn't work. We it didn't no. see it was the best situation. And they said something in Giant and Anton said we have to leave. So who knows? Whatever oh. they said must have been pretty scary. They Yeah, they probably just didn't want to talk to us like always. No, I mean I, I wouldn't want to talk to someone if they had blood on their hands. And... Well, I mean these people definitely have blood on their hands, so we don't want to talk to them then. I'm just saying, if you walked into a house and you saw all your colleagues dead or dying, and then there was someone in there and he asked you to talk, I don't think you're going to want to talk. That's that's what I took from their well, entrance. If everyone in, who lived in my house also went to some other house two towns over and just beat everyone up and took all their money all the time, I guess I'd have to feel like it was kind of coming my way at that point. That is true, yeah. Anton. They are trying to conquer Gallet Bay. Plus, it that doesn't confirmed? necessarily have to be... What? Is that confirmed they're trying to conquer Gallet Bay? Yes. Well, like from what facts? Lord Amthar told you. I mean, and you know, also the lady in the inn. Like, not through traditional military force. Like, they're trying to become basically the local thieves' guild. But, you know, they are trying to take over the town, more or less. 
They're not even being sneaky thieves. They're just being bullies. Dicks. <laughs> I don't understand their language, and they gotta go fighting you about it. Yeah, they just ignore me. I don't understand. I tried to talk to them. There's no compromising with them. We just have to fight. If we could just strike at their leader directly without having to fight our way through her underlings, then that would probably cause the rest of them to scatter. Or at least become disorganized enough that Lord Amthar and his men can perform the cleanup. Well, so before we end the episode, I'll say this much. We don't necessarily have to parlay in a way that we mean we're actually trying to persuade. I mean, like you guys have said multiple times over, I mean, the absolute ass-kicking that you dealt to all the Frost Giants and the Verbeegs and the Ogres of that place, this Frost Giant, when it steps two feet out of its fucking bedroom and realizes its entire entourage has been murdered, and then you guys fucking left, leaving no trail behind you, I don't necessarily think you have to be on equal terms for an agreement of what has to happen next. You might be on terms that you can just straight up intimidate this lady to backing down and backing the fuck out of here. If it was something like you snuck in and tried to have a conversation, it might be different. But you have to remember how much of an upper hand you guys have. Whether or not there are reserves in the city or not, the point is, is that, you know, her life is the most important thing to her, assumedly. And she might lose it if she says no. So... I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily have to be like we have to come to an agreement. You guys can intimidate the shit out of her. I'm just saying. That's what Charzak said earlier. Yeah, yeah right. Sue for well, peace. But they also won't won't talk to Jarzak, so he can't do anything about it. <laughs> well, we, well, we still hit the same problem Norhill brought up. We don't even know how to get to her without getting through all the rest of the obstacles. Who know? Who knows well, how deep luckily, it goes on the other mountain? True, true. But luckily you tore down the bridge, so wherever she was going to go, unless she can fly, it seems very unlikely that she's got a very successful way of getting out and getting to the other side without having the incredible burden of having to climb up and down an entire mountain without, you know, potentially falling in. So it seems like you've done a pretty good job of finding out how to get in there with a fly spell, and it seems like you guys have a pretty you know, good way of separating her from everybody else of importance. Again, unless she has magical means, which wouldn't I be that kind of DM to have her be a sorcerer all along? Um, but, uh, you know, I would be. Uh, but, you know, she seems pretty well cut off. You guys seem to have her in a pretty good spot, which is why it was probably such a difficult choice to leave and go heal. Because it's like, you know, do we leave now with this much progress? Who knows what she could do when she's given time to herself. So I guess we'll figure out what happens next time, though. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.